Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. So in honor of A Quiet Place Part 2 being released just this last week, I wanted to take some time to talk about the first film, A Quiet Place, to see and look at how very Christian it is, but also to give us some good perspective into the importance and the beauty of Mary and Jesus saying yes for us. My name is Cameron De La Torre, and this is The Patron Saint of Film. So I will say, when I saw A Quiet Place Part 2, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a, it was a great film. However, I think the first Quiet Place still kind of sticks out to me uh, for, for a couple of reasons. But I don't know. There's just something very deep about the story. Um, once again, any story about a, a good father usually will get me. My team knows that. Um, but yeah, there's just a certain reality when watching that film that, one, it was a same kind of, you know, monster movie but it had a kind of a twist in the sense, not so much the film had a twist, but it had a, a twist in the way that it tried to portray the characters. It tried to even portray the monsters and just this kind of unknowns so that you can focus on what mattered. And that's the family. So, of course, there will be some spoilers of the first film, but I hope you have seen it by now. That way you can watch the second one. Um, but basically, I'll give you a brief rundown. But we're, we follow the Abbott family. Now, the Abbott family is living in the post-apocalyptic world where there are monsters that are very sensitive to sound. They, for what it seems, they, they're blind, but just follow, I guess, their ears for whatever whoever they, they want to kill. Um, so essentially, we have this family that's just living in silence. Um, and it's uh, a mom and dad, so it's Lee and Evelyn, and then, of course, they're, they're two kids with the baby on the way. Um, and we see a sad part where one of their, their youngest son actually dies, and so I think a lot of the, the questions are, okay, where are these monsters coming from? One, there's a child in the way. Why? Um, and there's just a lot of different things, the different question marks as to how this will actually go for them, um, which is it's a cool film, too, because it takes place over literally the course of a day and night. Um, so it's a short film in the sense that it doesn't follow a lot of time. So we're able to really just focus on what's going on here. And yeah, I really love this film. I think it does a really good job of making us think a little bit. I remember, I remember talking with my aunt um, and she was just like, yeah, it hits very deep when you think of it as a parent. You know, how far would you go as a parent? What would you do for your kids? And so when I'm thinking about it, you know, when I think about it in, in a real sense, it's very difficult to watch partially because you really have to be able to experience it. Right. It's a quiet place. Of course, it messes with sound. Of course, it does all these different things. But you have to be able to experience it to see the difficulties of what it would be like to live then, to be those characters, you know, living them, not being able to talk, not being able to run around, having to watch themselves playing Monopoly with little pieces of paper. Um, you know, there's just those great difficulties that I think a lot of people wouldn't normally recognize. And of course, at the end, Lee, the father, 
gives himself up. He sacrifices himself to protect his family. And it raises those questions, you know, what would I do for the people I love? And so besides that, right, you can go into like the, the deep aspects of this film. And, and I'm sure even then, if you were to to listen to uh, Bishop Barron, I've talked about Bishop Barron before. He talks about A Quiet Place and a lot of like the really big religious symbolism written in the film. Um, but I'm not going to talk too much about a little, a few of those things that he said, but I want to go a little bit deeper into another aspect um, and just kind of take a, a roundabout pr- approach to talk about the Bible while also using the film, A Quiet Place, to be able to kind of signify why it's actually such a big, important aspect of our faith, why we can learn so much about our faith through it. So basically, A Quiet Place is probably the most Christian horror film since The Exorcist, um, and you can kind of take that as you will, um, because... Whether you want to think of the the Exorcist as an actual Christian film is up to you. But basically, um, even though while I'm kidding there, I think there's a lot of Christian themes that honestly probably could be attributed to the fact that director John Krasinski was raised Catholic. Um, So he he was he was well known. He's, He's spoken multiple times about the fact that he had all these different themes in his head. He's been taught all this stuff since a young age. And you can really kind of see how that plays out in the film. Um, and of course, before I continue, of course, this is a very played out joke, but yes, John is Jim from The Office and he directed a really good and scary film. So you can laugh all you want. That's old news. Now we, we know he's a bona fide star. He's an action man with a beard. So we can actually talk about the film itself. But basically, I would say for most people, when I say that I'm going to talk about the Christian things of A Quiet Place, they would probably instantly think about the fact that I'm going to talk about the importance of life. Right. And in other words, how pro-life it is. And while, yes, that is a big, important fact of the film, I'm not going to focus too much on the on that aspect. I want to go a little deeper, you know, because, yes, they, they choose to have a baby in probably the most inopportune time to have a child. Right. It's the post-apocalyptic world where the main monster is sensitive to sound. And I don't know about you, but if there's one thing that babies are good at, it's crying and making a lot of noise. So it's really not a good combination. And as I said, that's important. And that's a beautiful aspect of the film and its ability to see, yeah, the, the, the beauty of a child and keeping that child safe and protecting the, those children and even just bringing a child into the world, even when it'd be so easy not to. That's not quite what we're going to talk about today. I want to, as I said, go a little deeper and really look at what their decision means right? What their decision actually means. And we will probably talk about those aspects later on in the podcast. Um, But basically, I think the biggest focus is looking at the concept of hope, right? And that's the hope that we receive through Jesus conquering sin and death. Okay. So basically, I want us to take a quick trip back into Genesis. And we've talked about Genesis, Genesis before, if you listen to some of the episodes, especially when we kind of went into the gospel. Um, we've talked about particular, we're going to look into Genesis 3. And for those of you who who aren't totally familiar with Gen- Genesis 3 or just need to kind of a refresher, that's basically the the temptation, right? It's when Adam and Eve are in the garden, the serpent comes, says, hey, eat a bite of this fruit. They eat a bite and sin comes into the world, right? So now they're, we're all doomed, essentially. And, and of course, God has a plan. We know that that's not true. But in its essence, that's what happens. Sin comes into the world and death is introduced, right? The life that we're supposed to live with God forever is in some ways forfeited by that very simple act. Um, And that that seems intense, but I think 
one thing that a lot of people don't recognize, one people that one thing that a lot of people kind of skip over is you read Genesis three and then you can kind of go into the gospels and you'll see, okay, yes, Jesus, Jesus comes, he saves us. And that's super important. But if you just read a little bit more into it, you'll see there's actually a really beautiful aspect of one God and God's love of us, but also two, how quick God is to respond. How quick God is to recognize that even though we have failed, even though Adam and Eve have sacrificed life for death because of this, God is very quick to try to give them that way back and to give us that hope. And so if you continue reading, you'll know, right, they they realize that they're naked and they clothe themselves and they hide. And then God asks them, you know, where are you? And (laughs) if we know anything about God. We know that God knows everything. So God's not asking, where are you? Because he doesn't know their actual physical locations. He's all knowing, but rather it's more of a question for, I would say their heart and their souls, right? Where are you internally now that sin has come into the world? And I think in the past, we've also explored this idea that the Bible and, and scripture, it's, it's living, it's alive. It's, it's a conversation with God. Right? Every time you read it, you'll, you'll experience something different. Or at the same time, it's meant for us to really reflect and to look into our own lives. So in many ways, even though God is saying to them, where are you? We can ask ourselves that as well. Right? God is asking us that. Asking us, where are you in this world that is driven by sin? Right? Where sin is, is common and sin is there in our lives. And so we want to make sure that as we, as we look into this next section, we begin to recognize like, God wants to know where we are, but more importantly, God wants us to know that he is there for us, right? He always knows where we are, but he wants us to be able to come to him, right? To make that choice to come to him. Um, But anyways, I would say it's easy in its essence when we think about like, okay, where are we, right? We, we We can figuratively and literally want to hide from God. Once we feel that sin has come into our lives or has taken a hold, especially a hold of us, especially when you are struggling with a habitual sin or it feels like you're 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 confessing the same things or whatever you whatever you're you're, you're struggling with or the way whatever, however you see sin, right? It can feel very much like the characters in the film where we're overrun by seemingly unkillable monsters, right? Just like the Abbott family. And while I think that's important to think about, I want us to focus on the next section. Of Genesis 3, right? And, and so God is going to be speaking to them, speaking to Adam and Eve after he essentially finds them. Um, and he gives them that little bit of hope, even through that difficulty. And so we'll read Genesis 3, 11 through 15. And he, God, said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree that I commanded you not to eat from? The man said, the woman you put here with me She gave me some fruit from the tree, and I ate it. Then the Lord God said to the woman, What is this you have done? The woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate it. So the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, cursed are you above all livestock and all wild animals. You will crawl on your belly, and you will eat dust all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and and hers. He will crush your head and you will strike his heel. So first, yes, Adam did just throw Eve under the bus, even though he is also fully to blame for what happened. So that's one sign. Don't do that. 
um, don't be like Adam because Adam failed in it's entirely to protect, to shamar the garden. We've explored that before to protect the garden, to protect Eve. Um, so we failed. So it's not Eve's fault. I think that's also some people will say that it's not right. It's, it's a mutual thing. There's a certain reality that they, they both fell, but I want us to go into this recognition that God came to them very quick and already gave them a way out. Now the way out is years and years and years and years down the line. But essentially, for those of you who don't know, this particular passage gives us a glimpse of the pro- of the Proto-Evangelium. So, in other words, right, Proto meaning first, Evangelium meaning good news or gospel, right? So this is the first gospel, right? And, and uh, we've talked about the gospel before. We recognize that in its essence, we kind of look into the fact that, yes, we are created by God for relationship with God, to be with God forever, but of course, through sin, which we kind of looked at right now, sin breaks that, right? We can't be in full union with God. We can't be there in that fullest relationship, even though God desires that for us. But we recognize it is through Jesus that that it comes back, right? That we are able to bridge that gap between us and God, right? To become, once again, be in relationship, right? To go to heaven, to be with God forever. And now, we get here, when once we get here, we get this first indication, or in some ways, this prophecy of Jesus and the power that Jesus will have, but also, too, of the Blessed Virgin Mary. So I want to break this down very simply, but we'll break it down a little bit, right? The serpent is often seen, seen and thought of as Satan. So the offspring of the woman, Eve, and the serpent will have a gigantic dis- disconnect. They're going to butt heads a lot, and you see that there in the passage, Um and this doesn't seem like much because obviously, you know, like Eve is the mother of all the living. She's going to have kids, offspring at some point. But no, it's actually pointing to, very specifically, Mary, right? And, and the fact that she is essentially the new Eve. She is going to take on the ways that Eve really did fail, right? Fail to be that full, that live, that mother of the living, right? Fail to bring everybody to better the lives of everybody, right? Mary's going to take that. And she's going to give birth to Jesus, who's going to crush the snake, right? Who's going to crush sin. And oftentimes some people will say that Mary and Jesus are the new Adam and Eve, right? And that's significant when you think about the comparison. So Adam and Eve were supposed to be the good parents that lead us to God, but they failed, right? They, they, they did not give themselves to God. They did not give themselves to the future. Think about what was to come, right? And while on the other end, you think about Mary, Right? Mary, in a true act of faith, says yes to God and in complete trust. Right, And with the Holy Spirit, she gives us new hope because she brings Jesus into the world. Now, on the other hand, Jesus is the new Adam because he follows God the Father perfectly. And even through temptation and even through death, right, he gives us new life in heaven. And now, this is a really, really oversimplified look at the, uh, at the Proto-Evangelium. But this gives us a kind of an idea of the importance of Mary and Jesus and their roles. I mean, more specifically, and we can go deeper into it, but their roles in, in kind of showing how they branch off and they become the new Adam and Eve. And this also gives us an idea of why a quiet place is so important and why them having a child is so important as well. Right. And I, I, I oftentimes will, will tell people when I watch the quiet places, I oftentimes will look at Lee and Evelyn Abbott, right? The, the father and the mother is the new, new Adam and Eve, or I guess if you were to branch it off, the new Mary and Jesus, 
And I say that because essentially faced with death, right, in a simple act of hope, they do everything they can to protect their children and even to bring a new child, new life into the world. And Evelyn, right, essentially we can say being the new Mary, says yes to having a child knowing that there is a chance, a small, a very small chance that that child will survive, knowing that there will be difficulties in keeping that child alive and making sure that child does not die. And yet even through that, and even faced with the potential of her own death as well, right? Because one, childbirth and babies are not quiet. She continues forward in full trust, just complete trust, right? And I think if you were to think about this too, another parallel, Mary would have been stoned if people found out that she had a child that was not Joseph's. That's discussed in the Bible, right? But she too continued complete trust, knowing that this child, even though they, that child might die, even though that there was so much more to come, even through those difficulties, she said yes. And so Lee, on the other hand, is very much like a new Jesus because he recognizes the importance of his mission to keep his family and even to protect the world around him, right? To not give up in the face of danger, in the face of difficulty, right? And he oftentimes is the calming presence in their lives. And even through the difficulties and temptations, he stays strong. And of course, he even gives his life with the hope that his family will be free from death. And I, I guess even then too, he also gives them, he gives them that opportunity in that way to conquer death or sin or the monsters, however you want to put it, if we're making this comparison, right? He leaves them away. He gives them that roadmap to life. And I don't know, we see those comparisons, we see those different things, but I think I want to bring this back to our original point. As we finish off, yes, we can think about the beauty of life and protecting it no matter what. But I would say that a quiet place goes far deeper than that, even though that's what it shows, right? Because in the end, why, still, why would you continue to have a child when every odd is stacked against you and them? And I would say that's because it deals very much with the hope of what's to come, right? Mary and Jesus said yes, even through all the difficulties, even when the world seems so broken, Right? They, 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 they did this to give us, the children of God, the hope of life eternal. Lee and Evelyn said yes in this post-apocalyptic, very dangerous world because they knew that there's only hope here on earth when there is someone alive right, to seek that hope. There, there is no hope if there's nobody here. <laughs> That's the reality. And so... We are like their children in many ways, right? We have, been given, we have been given the hope of what's to come, but it's entirely up to us to stay strong and to cherish our lives and to face sin and death as best as we can. But thanks be to God, we have the example, right? We have the example given by them. It was the, the hearing aid. By Jesus, it's, it's scripture, it's prayer, it's all these, the sacraments, it's all these different things to give us the hope that we can conquer this earth, conquer the difficulties of this earth, conquer the monsters or however you want to put it of this earth. And I think we should also just have faith that God has a plan for us that's so much better than anything we could ever imagine. And our Heavenly Father knew that plan way before Genesis 3. And that's where hope comes from. This has been the Patron Saint of Phil. I'm your host, Cameron De La Torre. Special thanks to our producer, Rachel Darling, our sponsor, Mike Titan, 
Music brought to you by Carlos Munoz. You can follow me on Instagram at patron saint of underscore film. Have a blessed day. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.